To the Wine and Shuffle, the Inverness Caledonian Thistle Lockdown Farm Podcast. The podcast today is taking a ferry across the Mersey to Liverpool, a city of culture, of architecture, of trade and transport, the home of the Grand National, of artists, of actors, of sinners and scoundrels, a city that brought us everything from Bob Paisley to the Beatles and in the 19th century was a major port of departure for emigrants to North America and in the early 21st century was the major port of departure for two emigrants to the north of Scotland. And those emigrants were... Let's shuffle. You're listening to Once Upon a Time with Liverpool Part 2, where Carlo and Greg talk Scottish Cup, Europe, Yogi, what happened with Richie Foran, and what the future holds. Enjoy. Rubber bumpers! We did a thing with uh, Rooney and White there. We asked them questions about each other. So, Carl, we're going to ask you questions about Greg, all right? Um, right. So, obviously, you know, you're good pals, so you know each other inside out, so you, sh- you should know this. Uh, how many appearances did Greg make for Inverness? Uh, one was 175. Do you know what it was, Greg? Um, I'd say it was an hour about that. I don't know off, my head, off the top of my head, no. We've got 191 here. All right. Close. Close. Not bad, that. Greg, how many goals has Carl scored for Inverness? I don't even know. I want to say, I want to say, I'd say, best pass is 20. 20? Nah, not that many. Do you know how many he scored, Carl? I don't know, 17, 16? 16, got 16 down here then. Yeah. Oh, I said best pass as many, it's sort of it. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, <laughs> I'd fucking take that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking hell. Carlo, Carlo what, see on that, Carlo, quick one, sorry, Andrew. That, that goal it. against, the goal against Alwa, that's a cross, surely. It's not a dig, nah. is it? Oh, no, it's not. Listen, again, I'm a straight shooter. I don't give a shit. I will <laughs> come, and that is a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Carl, both managers uh, that Greg played for seemed pretty strict, but did Butcher Hughes ever come down on Greg for taking a shot when it wasn't on or taking a free kick when he should have passed it? Did he? Um, I'm probably guessing he probably did. Do you remember, do you remember, do you remember getting any ballkins, Greg? Yeah, yeah, I had, I had, um, I had, fucking, I had loads of ballkins. I used to, the thing with me and Yogi was I was like Carl wants to win so much and I thought we, if, you, if you're in that mindset where you want to win you do clash and I did clash with Yogi at times in terms of on the pitch I'd be just arguing with him if I was if I was having a shit at all or anything even if I was having a shit game I'd still argue back with him um, with Butcher it was a different thing he'd just tell you and I'd just take it because you just don't want the aggro afterwards uh, but yeah, I had many, yeah. yeah. 
Carlo, when definitely um, taking shots when I should have passed it. Definitely. <laughs> when, uh, when when Greg returned to the club, I think it was in January 2014. How much of a boost was it to get a player like that in the middle of a season? It was decent because you knew he knew what he was about, and, and he helped. Like, say for instance, me, I started learning how to attack, and I just I didn't get a nosebleed and across the halfway line, and I knew for me then runs got the soft lad there, so you'd put them on a system. <laughs> <laughs> that ball dead all the time. I just run. I'd make the runs like eight, nine times out of ten. I might get them all the time, but I knew the time the player didn't see me. I'm in. Um, so yeah. So for, selfishly for me, brilliant signing. Brilliant. Let's uh, let's talk about county games. Um, who in the squad used to used to get the most most wound up about it, or, or who did most of the winding up before the matches? And that did you get all g'd up? Was it a bit of a was that? Did you look forward to those games more than other games, the derbies? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know about Especially at, at, at Ross County, because we used to, the fans used to take behind the goal. It was fucking brilliant. They probably they still would be, you know, still there now. But yeah. it was brilliant. The atmosphere was great. I used to love going over there and, and saying, well, it was brilliant. Yeah. I, see, one of the things we wondered about those games, especially under John Hughes, we had a really, really good record in Dingwall. But it felt like he kind of he almost abandoned his approach, you know, his philosophy a bit more. He went more direct. It was almost like he told you just to, to get out there and get in their faces. Is that is that the case? Or did he always still try and say, you know, stick to the game plan, but maybe just something about the occasion meant that you were more direct? you remember? I think in, in, in most derby games all over the world, you've got to win a battle before yeah. you can play football. And luckily for us, we could have done either way. If you right. want to fight, We'll fight and we'll win the fight. If you want to play football against us, all the best. We'll pass us off the There's a couple of times we pumped them 3 0 mm. at their place. Um, and that was that was because we probably started intensively. Right. Had a little trap with them, but then football always breaks out. You don't have a 90 minutes. It's very rare. Right. You know, yeah. So long and then and then eventually playing football and like I said, both sides of the game we had we had the number. Even yeah. Yeah, even last season, we played them four times last season, and we've absolutely spanked them four times. Yeah. One on pens. That's right. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so we, we did that. We had the number on them back in the day, like you said. What about the, what about the parade? Um, I think they announced um, after when they won the League Cup that they were going to have a parade through the streets of Dingwall. Um, did you, you guys can... use that as a sort of a motivation going into the game? Do you remember that, Carl? I see you smiling. Yeah, I remember it. What's he in the League Cup? They won the League Cup and they said we're going to have a parade on the day we're playing Cali and Dingwall. Yeah. If I'm being honest, half their players were still probably steaming. I remember speaking to <laughs> And like, he didn't, he didn't give a fuck. He just wanted to get on. So, it was nice to turn them over, but if I'm honest, we probably only got them at like 40%. Right. He generally, he, he just wants to go on a piss. Uh, a game where I think you boys went on the piss was obviously our Scottish Cup final. There was there was a massive anti climax in that final. I thought uh, I just thought, uh, obviously, you know we were, you know lads got suspended or injured or whatever, and I just think because we've never been really prepared for that scale of a of a of a final. I just think the boys were a bit flat. I think we were a bit flat that game. I think. We deserve to we deserve to win the win the cup, obviously. But I think the boys are a bit flat. I think I think when Carlo got sent off, 
I think we were like, oh, fuck, here we go. You know, they, and then obviously they were on top and then but the rest is history, as you, as you say. But it was just, I was more thinking about who's coming on and how we can, you know, change the shape and things like that. I went, <coughs> not went any interview with, with, with Carlo, that happens, slips a slip, you know what I mean? But I, I was just thinking, right, how do we not conceive yet? Um, or how do we sort of keep control of the game? Because we had, we were in, they had a few, you know, attacks first half, but we were, we were still in control of the game. I know we got 1 0 up and we were we were huffing and puffing first half, but it went, didn't really click like it did, obviously, in the semi final. Uh, so, yeah, that was just, you just think it's about damage limitation in terms of you don't want them to score. And that's probably, that was probably looking back, probably the wrong, wrong way to think about it, which is just really trying to, to take over the game. Because um, we, you know, with no disrespect to Paul players, we have good players, but if we're on our game, it's out of sight before Carlo makes the slip, to be honest, if, if, if we would have played as we did against Celtic. Um, but who gives a fuck anyway? We won the cup. See, for me, boys, I mean, I, I agree with Greg there. The semi-final was the fans' final. I mean, I agree that the final's been a bit yeah. of a floor mirror show, but I think a lot of people forget about this, and you won't, Greg, but I remember when Raymond scored and you had a little uh, chug at the back, a little bit of barfing going on there. Was that one of those hamburg pies that Yogi gave you? Uh, do you know what? I was fucked. I was exhausted. <laughs> I was exhausted. And I've, I've always, I don't know what it is, I, it was that rush, that rush of emotion. And I was thinking, I, I think I'm going to be sick here, but fuck it, I'm going to be sick on one of the lads. And then I just went over and jumped on one of the lads. And then I'm thinking, this, this picture's of me, and I'm celebrating, but I'm like balking at the same time. Like that. So I thought, I thought, you know what, fuck it, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll make up for this later, I'll get it all out now, and I'll probably be sick again later on the bus ride home. And I just, I just, I just seen a advertised board and just stuck my head over the back of it and just got it up and then I was fine. Then. I, I mean, a lot, a lot of courtesy spew is always good. Guys, though. Everyone likes a courtesy spew and then keep going on for the rest of the night. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I was that's yes. about that. The thing about that goal. Uh, <laughs> the thing about the winning goal is obviously it's what how many minutes from the end? What five minutes from the end? I can't remember. Uh, three was it so you've gone through 90 minutes of the game and then you've got three minutes left of extra time and we're playing the best team in Scotland and we've got one fullback crosses to the other fullback like Carl being a fullback yourself you'd be able to maybe tell you know guys that don't play football or that people that think football is always out in their their arses at the end of a game because it's so knackered but how we'll be able to get both fullbacks up and one crosses to the other and he scores that it just showed that the, the fitness levels Yogi had is that it's like like I said if you if you couldn't do it for 19 minutes and then some then you were probably no good son and that's it's when he first come to, to the, into two minutes we all had to get fitter especially especially how he wanted the fullbacks to play so I'm known as being attackers um, hence why I started scoring goals but yeah for, for Radisson and Rennie uh, and Shinny especially in like what the, the, 27th minute of extra time, you know, to 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 add them energy levels. Rabs has probably just gambled on hopefully getting there, but it was it was it was testament to the levels, fitness levels we had, and, and to be fair, that that's some gone because to get out of the game planned out. It had been dangerous. being in front, being behind, levelled, and and obviously they'd have had a lot of the ball if I remember rightly. So we've done a lot of defending. <laughs> um, 
and yeah, and for, and for Ravs to pop up back post was you can just think one of the Celtic players just crashed to the floor in, in exhaustion. You can just think like fair play, fair, honestly, and I, and I guarantee you that was been the hardest three minutes after that goal any of them have ever had. Just because you, you, the euphoria of scoring, you know, all like, oh, everyone we were like, I'm on the bench, and I felt like I've scored. <laughs> them on the pitch having that feeling being absolutely Donald ducked and then having to go and probably defend an onslaught for the next three or four minutes <laughs> brilliant um, Greg you said earlier that the semi-final or sorry the final was a wee bit of an anti-climax I think we all kind of understand that how about playing in Europe I mean for both of you it been your first time ever playing in a European game so what was that experience like you know in terms of excitement and, and then actually doing it and is there any frustration about the fact that we, we came pretty close, we matched them over there, and maybe just for a goalkeeping mistake in the first leg, then we could have, you know, we could have been playing West Ham or whatever? Yeah, it's, I mean, going over there, obviously it was our first time as a club in Europe, and I know the players, it was a game for us. We wanted to, we wanted to go over there, and I mean, it was it was. There weren't much between the teams, I think. Uh, to be honest, I'd say we were the better team. Uh, I'm going to be more, uh, I'm going to be biased, but I, I thought we were. I thought we had most of the ball throughout the two legs. To be honest, um, I think I think when we when we went over there, one thing I personally didn't like, um, I don't know, in the next was you know we are we were punching above our weight, so to speak, in terms of you know flying, getting a chartered flight to to Romania and things like that but um, it was a bit of, bit like a party I don't know it was a bit of a bit of a, a vibe from from above us it was a bit of a party I mean, we just sort of getting people onto the onto the flight with us and things like that and everyone was having a trip out a trip okay. trip away and and, mm-hmm. and as a, and that's great that's great we, we, you know the, the, you know the, everyone deserves to be over there we love that we love all fans being with us Um but as a player, to get in a mindset to play a game, and you, 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 there's a time where you've got to switch into being a professional, and we're there to do a job. And it was, I, I just thought, I thought it could have been done better. I thought it could have been done better, sort of going over there. I think, I think we could have really just focused on the game. Um, but you know, the, so for me, that that's a bit of a regret in terms of I, I wish we'd have done it a different way. Yeah. Uh, but you know. It was good to be over there. It was good to get where we got. But I mean, that is a, that is a that is a regret. We should have progressed in in, in that tie. You know, I don't care what what anyone says. I know Astro did well against West Ham the next round, but we cut off. And that's not that's not we me. All, being. Uh, we we all went over there. We all went over there as supporters, and it was one of the best. I can only speak for the other two boys as well. It was one of the best experiences of our lives. And oh, yeah, fucking, everyone, everyone was there, you know, um, it, was, it was amazing. And the thing that I thought when we came back from there was, I want to do this again. I, yeah. I, want, to do, I want to do this yeah. again as soon as possible. Was that the same for you guys? Absolutely. I don't know what well, I wanted to do because I didn't go the first time. <laughs> I, you, you, you were injured, Carlo, weren't you? Yeah, I was, I was injured. Um, I was coming, I was coming. But like the missus literally just had the little one. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna have to stay. But see, see, Franz Craig, see, see, we were over there. Obviously, we were, we were obviously 
I, I was about twenty pints in before the game started, but you couldn't get any uh, drink in the actual game. There's only no, no, no alcoholic. I don't know juice. But see, see the conditions, Greg. Though, how how was it to play? No, because even watching the game was it was melting over there. I think it was like 36, 34 degrees. But um, I can't imagine yeah. playing that. Yeah, well, what I mean, I remember, I remember when we landed there. As soon as we landed, we did a, we had a, a training session. We got a local. Um, can't remember who it was. Dynamo Bucharest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so when we were training there, just, I mean, it was, it was scorching, like mm-hmm. roasting. You're thinking, well, how am I going to, how are we going to play in this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm not going to make excuses. When the, the, the heat didn't even matter at the, at the time because you're in the game. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So when anything to do with the heat, when anything to do with the heat, as I said, we had a lot of the ball. We just, we just couldn't find that that bit extra to get a goal. I think if they got a goal, they'd be in a completely different tie, home or away. Um, I know their goal at home, at our place, should never have been a goal. But it, it, these are the things that these are the things that happen. Um, you just got to. We had enough in the team, put it that way. We had enough in the team to to take to you know score the goal. We should have scored the goal first leg and definitely the second leg. So got our own selves to blame as players. Um, for for not progressing, regardless of what happens, sort of going over there, um, regardless of the conditions going over there. But you know the fans were fucking brilliant. So I remember, I remember even in the warm up, they were, you know, you were going crazy, and it was brilliant. Players were that. Players were. They're all half cut. No wonder we're all pissed. <laughs> 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 we were saying you get pissed every week. <laughs> well, we do. We do near week. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the prop, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a, yeah. You prop, the prop fans do, prop fans do, and that's how we like. You know, get pissed. It's a sack at the end of the day, isn't it? I remember, um, I remember a pre-season game. Uh, Carlo remember this, but Strasbourg Thistle a couple of years ago. So it's Carlo's first game of the season. I think we're playing it. So we're playing at Fort George. Oh yeah. And I'm standing, I'm, I'm standing there, I'm standing there with a can of Budweiser light, showing it to Carlo. Up and up at the pitch. Ah, exactly. It was great. It was great. Super. But half cut watching the game, and I think Carlo bought a sip of the beer, but he was getting none of it. <laughs> um, obviously, we got into Europe, and it was it was Yogi's. You know, the way that Yogi set up the team, and the way that you know we finished third in the league, and we also won the Scottish Cup. But there's there's a, there's a question. I think we have quite a few fans probably wanted to ask you, and there's a conception with some people that it was Terry Butcher's team. Terry Butcher built the team, and that we would have won the Scottish Cup and we would have finished third in the league even if Terry Butcher was the manager. What would you say? To, I mean, that's not something that we particularly subscribe to, but what would you say to that, Carlo? Um, I'd have to, like, respectfully disagree. And I'm not, that's not against Butcher's tactics or whatnot. I just... we Teams could have... Teams maybe could have dealt with us easier. I think with regards to what Yogi done, the way he made us play, we, we didn't play one way every week. That's the thing. We, we adapted to every single team we played against. And I think with Butcher, probably may not have done that. So we'd have been found out more easily. Um, so, so, so Yogi, Yogi would do a lot of great finding out their weakness and, and we, we'd exploit it. And we went to Parkhead. We went to Parkhead one week in Tanzania, if you remember, if you were still here, I can't remember. And the plan at Parkhead was to let Boyata have the ball. Yeah. Comes running to the halfway line. Give it away. And as soon as he gave it away, bang, we knew where we were putting the ball. And we got beat 1-0. But 
but we should have won three one, and we absolutely battered them. And like that's something we, we might have done with Butcher. So plan like that's how that's how I think we, we probably wouldn't have done been successful. Cups are different. Cups are one off. We may we may went on the cup run, but to finish there and stuff, I, I think maybe our team would have been a lot easier to play against with, with Butcher than it would be Yogi. So that's taken nothing away from Butcher. Is there anything about those sort of guys that you'd we've been finding surprising as fans? I was surprised when he had the bevy, when he had the drink. I heard about that one, eh? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow. That, that, uh, that cup final when he had the drink, Ty was round the head and he was on the bus. So I was just, you just don't want to make eye contact with him because he's going he's gonna to do something to you. you know, he is, he, I, I can see why he doesn't drink that often from it that way. I remember that video, Carlo, we get interviewed you on BBC. Scott, you know, interviewed on BBC One, didn't he? On the bus, on the way back up, Carlo. I oh, yeah, I didn't know it was live. That's right, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Yogi, so Yogi comes up to me with the mic and he goes in. He says, so Carlo, um, when you got sent off, what, what was going through your head? And I was like, I fucking shit myself. I thought that's fucking... <laughs> fucking Oh, but yeah, with Yogi on the, on the bevy. I remember him drop kicking as Doran in the head. Like, literally, yeah. kicked him in the head, and I was like, fuck, oh, man. <laughs> madness, madness. Where'd you want to drink? Well, 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 the Glen Alvin, the Thistolin, the Jolly Trooper, the Castle Tavern, Cupcus Jocks, or Dimes at Gallon, the City Bar, number 27, Phoenix Waters, Love to Love, Cake Exchange, and Mambo's Hush, Heepies, Jeebies, Johnny's, Riley's, Bergie's, Kilmore, Hoop, and Annie's. Uh, so obviously we had Butcher and then we had Yogi and then when you know summer of twenty sixteen I think um, John leaves the club. What was the reaction to Richie Foran being given the being given the job as manager? I was, I was surprised to be honest. I was surprised. Um, I think if you look back, it's total financial why they've done it. Yeah, Richie was on a good screw, real good screw. Um, and if he's honest with himself, he's probably done as a player. His knees were fucked. Um, but, but again, he had another year and a half or so, two years left on his contract. So a new manager coming in um, probably wouldn't have got no use out of him. So it'd have to been, it'd cost the clubs a lot of money to pay him up. Um, so he's the option. Fucking give him the job. Just because he was an inspirational captain, which he was, he led, from, led on the park and then he was great in the changing. It turned out like it's not as easy as people think just to just to do it on on the side. Um, so I, I was I was quite surprised, but I have seen well I seen why the club done it. They've done it to money, basically. Right. And was it quite difficult for him because he didn't he wasn't really part of that group of players that you boys were. You know the guys that achieved so much the previous season. So was it difficult for him to um, change from being sort of a, a guy on the outskirts of the team to being this guy controlling the team, Greg? Um, I think, I think in that respect, I know I know he wasn't part of it in terms of playing because of his injuries, but he, he was a, as Carlos said, he was a very very inspirational uh, leader on the pitch when he did play. And when I was first, when I first there, when I was first at him, I learned a lot from from him in terms of sort of taking as he as he did as a player, taking the ball by own, trying to lead by example. Um, in training and, and in games 
Uh, so I, I did learn a lot from him that way. I just think he was in a, he found himself in a position where he got he got offered the job and it wasn't right for him and it wasn't right for the club. But comp- uh, the the money situation, which money situation was a struggle, but I know in terms of the players in the dressing room, I didn't see why it was a struggle because we earned so much. We earned money for the club previous season. You know, with Yogi had left. Uh, I really wanted the club to kick on, kick on after that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the disappointment you as as fans, we had just the same as professionals because I. I loved him, Vanessa. I loved it. Uh, I loved the dressing room. Best dressing room I've ever been in my life, in uh, in my career. I didn't want to. I wanted us to kick on because I believed we had a core of players to do that if we made good signings. And I just think there was we just signed. We had a lot of signings that Richie didn't know about. I don't. I don't. I don't know how we could have. I think. I think we brought basically anyone in. Um, and you know, as a as a player, I just felt let down's a strong word, but you, you you sort of want the club to kick on. Mm-hmm. I want the club to go to the you know we we've got every right to be one of the best clubs in Scotland. There's no reason why not why we're not. Um, and other clubs are go on. There's a train of thought that suggests that we should actually be where somewhere like someone like Motherwell is right now. You know, yeah. we should be that type of club. We should be that size mm-hmm. of club. We should be engaging with the support the way that Motherwell does. And yeah. so, what is the main factor? You talk about the players that came in. Why aren't we that? Why aren't we that club right now? What happened that ultimately relegated us, Carl? I think mistakes, mistakes were mistakes were made. Um, both sides, all sides, the board, the chairman, the manager, the players. We, we like you know, they. It's 11 on the pitch. We were all good players. We were all what we were good at. But then if you look at the way the way Richie maybe set us up, I think if he could if he could go again, I think he'd have listened to Chipper and Kel more than he should have. Sorry, more than because he didn't. And it was his way or the highway. You try and give an opinion and he'd fucking shoot you down. And like he kind of needed to, to trust his players and trust his staff. And I don't think he did that. Um, remember speaking to him myself because I lived opposite him for two years before he became a manager. And I remember trying to speak to him and say, "Listen, like if you need if you need me to, to speak to people or blah blah," because you couldn't really approach him. He wasn't that type of guy. He, he was like that. What he was like as a player, he was as a manager. And I don't think he loved the game enough. He didn't do the behind the scenes stuff. John Hughes, Butcher done. Look at videos. Look at weakness of the team and stuff, and then try and make us implement it. You kind of took the side of it's all about us, which it is to an extent, but I'm playing against the Motherwell. I need to know what they're not good at and then I'm going to exploit that. And 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 he didn't do that. He basically just ah. turned us off Saturday and said, go, go and be the better team. And when things were going right, he basically just tended to shout and like shouting to not fixing any problems, which we had a lot of that season. Sorry, Carl, I was just going to say, despite all that, and despite the fact that to us the team looked like it had lost all its coherence, you actually mm. had a really, really good season. I mean, you scored what, about seven or eight goals. You kind of like played out your skin. Was that you almost just going, fuck what he says, I'm going to, I'm just going to get forward and I'm going to try and do my best? Or, or, or how did that 
how did that come about that you kind of like you quite a lot of time made the difference and probably got us a lot more points than we would have got otherwise, you know. That that was probably just back on the back of what I was doing with John Hughes times where times you might remember this, like because I was going forward that much. There were times where you were probably left open at the back. Yeah. And so there was games where they'd be like, let the least yeah, attack as much as you want. But then they'd be like games where he'd be like, No, you can't go forward now and I'm like, fucking make hands up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Same. If I'm an asset, that, that, that's proven to be quite good going forward. Do something else to show after I go forward, mm-hmm. not just like stop me going forward. Like that's management, that's coaching. He jumped in too quick. He, yeah. You know, he just, he hadn't done none of his coaching badges and stuff. So it was kind of thrown in at the deep end. And like I said, he, he just weren't ready. But if I had like Brian Rice next to me, I'd be like a sponge. He kind of just wants to do everything himself and it, and it fucking it killed us at the end. Inverness, what the hell? How you doing? No barter sell for shitty weather, drugs and pissness. Inverness is a fucking business. So, well, after um, uh, Richie leaves, Robbo comes in and then we've, he's generally sort of reinvigor- reinvigorated the club over the last um, two and a half seasons to get us in a position where we're almost, well, you know, one tilting at getting back into the Premier League, but attendances are actually, it's gone down in that time, whether that's the draw of not playing against big clubs. Um, how, how does a club get them back, Carlo? And have you felt that in the stands? Are you aware that there's, there's been less people there this uh, this last couple of seasons, last three seasons? Yeah, I think it's hard not to notice it, being honest, for whatever reason. Um, but it's, it's what, we're only about 1,500 down from when we were in the Prem. If I'm being right, I think the average was about three, three and a half yeah. in the prep. Um, and I don't know what now, it's what, maybe 1,500, 1,600 is the average, I don't really know, but I don't see why we can't maybe turn up 500, 1,000 more in the champ. Because if we got promoted, um, I think that a few more would be turning up again. Yeah. Uh, but I suppose that's part of our, as players, you know, we, we need to, do our bit and our doing our bit is success again to the club which will bring the fans do you think it's unusual that um, the club wasn't invited to be part of the reconstruction group because they've got um, the one that Anne Budget Hearts is sharing because they've got Airdrie Queen's Park Wraith Rovers Edinburgh City in there and in terms of who the decision affects most I think it actually affects our club more than it affects any other club in Scotland uh, that is not included in that do you think that's a bit weird I don't really know, but I, mean, I suppose it might be a bad thing because you like you don't want to be you don't want to be trying to have something pretending to maybe do it for the good of the league when obviously it's benefiting yourself. Um, so maybe just to take a back step is, is not a bad thing. And if it does get reconstructed, obviously it's going to be fucking happy days for us. <laughs> right, we'll, we'll go give us some good news to finish, uh, Carl. You've spoken in the press about. Um, your contract being up and you're and you're wanting to stay in the club, you're definitely staying in the area. It's a given, isn't it? <laughs> Again, that's you're gonna have to fucking ask the manager. I'll just gotta sit tight and, and wait for the wait for the call. I know that uh, everybody listening to this will be wanting you to sign and be wanting you to see you next season because at the, at the moment I think they make it we've got about seven players signed, so we're gonna need you to play centre half and left back. Can you do that, eh? I think I'm going to be in the centre-half. Every time I've played centre-half, I don't think it's lost. So, yeah. Oh, so, that goes back to my time here as well. <laughs> I, remember, I remember I played centre-half against Dundee United. 
big shift. I was going to say that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, uh, we'll finish off with a few quick-fire ones. Just answer these as quick as you can. Uh, Greg, who's the best player you played with at Inverness? Best player I've played at Inverness? I'd say Ryan Christie. Carlo? Yeah, I'd double. Um, best player you've ever played with in your career at any club, Greg? Uh, oh, that's a tough one. Um, I'd say Ashley Williams. Who's that? Ashley Williams. Have. Welsh captain. Oh, the Welsh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where's that, Greg? Which club is that? At Stockport. Oh, is Stockport. I used to clean his boots and uh, he sort of took me under his ring and then I, when I broke into the, the first team, he, he, he looked after me. So, yeah, I'd say Ash. See, what I'll do there is um, I'll cut out the bit where I said, who's that? So it makes me look as if I'm not <laughs> about football. <laughs> you know what? It's probably you thought it was in Coronation Street there, didn't you? <laughs> every time, every time <laughs> I do an edit of this, I say something stupid. I just cut it out. People think I know what I'm, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, right, Carlo, who's the toughest player you've ever played against? Who's the toughest player in Scotland? Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Patrick. Ooh, Patrick Roberts, Forrest, one of the two. Oh, player. Mm. And Greg, you said Paul Payton, didn't you? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, nah, I'd say I played when um, you know Key when he was at Celtic. Celtic oh, yeah. centre mid. Mm-hmm. He was top him. Uh Carlo, I don't know if you can answer this one. Who's if you're playing left back and you see someone in the team sheet for the opposition, and you think, "Oh, I'm going to have an easy day today," you know, someone that, who who do you think is easy to play with? Maybe it's like a right winger that comes inside all the time. I don't know. Ah, uh, big Jake Mulroney. Oh, Jake Mulroney. He might have run past a few times, but I'll tell you what, before half time, he's definitely p- punching me or butting me or something. He's getting sent yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's gone. Um, gone. Carlo, most, uh, most underrated player at Inverness? Aaron Doran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You sure? Do you not think he gets the credit he deserves, no? I think people look at him and think he looks overweight and stuff, and he's not. He's ways built, um, but I think ability-wise, especially come back from his injury. Prior to his injuries, he probably was getting the recognition he deserved. But since his injuries, he had two knee reconstructions, two in each knee. Mm-hmm. I think getting back at the level he's playing at is is, is underrated. Yeah, great this season. Um, right, last the last five. Um, both, both of you can answer this. Just jump in. Graham Shinney or Andy Shinney? Graham. Graham. Yeah, uh, Graham. Sadorf or Ricky Calder? <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Calder. Ford <laughs> <laughs> uh, Williams or Ryan Essen? Yes. Yes. Terry Butcher or John Hughes? John Hughes. On use, yeah. Uh, last one, this really tough one. This one, so I can't remember if both of you played with it. I don't, th- I don't think you played with them actually, Greg. Uh, Danny Lopez or Felicitano Zusian? <laughs> oh, played with Danny Lopez. Uh, oh, you play with him? Danny Lopez is yeah. the European team, huh? That's right. You've yeah. got, you got to pick one. Come on, Danny well, Lopez. That would be the guy. <laughs> Run. Danny Lopez, yeah. then. Danny Lopez. Great, Danny great Lopez. player, Andrew, isn't he? Hey, great player. Fuck. <laughs> Fucking hopeless. <laughs> Right, okay. Uh, thanks, lads. I mean, you both played about 200, I say, 200 games for the club. 
Um, as far as both your careers are concerned, like where does Inverness rank? I think um, you know. I don't think we'll ever see players maybe rack up the amount of appearances that, that you guys have done over the over the last over the last few years. Um, what, where does Inverness rank for you? Nah, it's up there. It's the best. It's the easy best for me. Like best thing I've done was even I was only I was only coming for the season, um, but you know, seven years later, another kid later, yeah. So glad I moved. So glad. Greg? Yeah, same, same. You get, um, driving up the A9, you get you get second thoughts when you first first coming up, driving up the A9. Uh, don't miss that. But, you know, it's easily by far the best time of my career. Um, what advice would you give to players? Greg, you talked about maybe you, maybe you shouldn't have gone to Stevenage. Uh, mm. What advice would you give to maybe some players who might be at Cali Thistle now, who maybe think the grass is greener, and you know what does Inverness offer that maybe other clubs can't or don't? I'd say, I'd say Inverness. It's it's just there's something about the place. It's just it's just a, a real family club. You don't get that at many places. Um, if you if you buy into it, you buy into the. The, the city and the way of life and, and and buy into what you're doing. You know, you come up there with a with a good attitude and work hard. And obviously have the ability as well, which you should have because you're going to win this. Um I think you don't realise how good you've got it while while you're there. And Car- I mean Carlo's been been long there longer than me. Um for for one I'll put it out there he shouldn't even we shouldn't even be having this conversation about him not um, about what he's going to do next season. Should already be sealed whether with him, whether you're in the championship or the or the prem. Um, but yeah, it, you know, I've, I'm still very, very fond of the place. It's just obviously circumstances happen where you know I'm back back on the pool now. But it's after I'd, I was going to say after Everton, it's one of the first things, one first um, fixtures I look for. But I probably look for him in more because I don't really want to see what. What I've been doing at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, just, I used to be a diehard, used to be diehard Evertonian, so I started playing football and actually realised what it was all about. And then, obviously, we, we've never been great since I've been alive, so I've, I, I've sort of lost interest. Um, <laughs> but yeah, what I'd say to players coming to Inverness and being at Inverness now is think about what you're doing if you want to leave, because you know you don't realise how good you've got it. That's what I'd say. Well, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to just package that little snippet you said there. I'm going to email it to Carl, and he's going to send it to Tom Walsh, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um, now, Greg, I'm sure like everybody listening to the pod, um, well, hopefully we can see you up in Inverness sometime, sometime again soon. Maybe you'll come up and for a game or something like that. Or, um, yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd like to travel. I'd like, I'd like to come back up and, and, and take a game in. Um, you know, I've I've still got a lot of friends at Inverness. You know, a lot of a lot of good good lads. Um, so uh, yeah, that's, I mean, when when all this all this is over, uh, I'd like to I'd like to come back up and and, and enjoy the game. Um, I'd after I'd after uh, I haven't been invited yet. I haven't been invited. I thought I'd get a little call off Robbo or, or someone. Kel Kel's just sat there behind the phone. I talk to him now and again, but he's never invited me up yet. Um, but I will, I will come back up in time. I will come definitely. Um, and Carlo, hopefully we will see you again soon. 
and the chairman listens to the podcast, Andrew. The chairman listens to the podcast, so uh, if you want to send my message, uh, Carlo, you can see it now, mate. But yeah, I'm signed up, Ross. <laughs> uh, I'll leave you. I'll let you play agents for me. We will do. We will do. Yeah, we'll do. Right, was. Thanks for coming on, guys. Um, everybody listening, uh, stay safe, stay, stay indoors. Uh, cheerio from Riley. Cheers, boys. Cheerio from AY. Cheers, guys. Privilege. Cheers from Carlo, the captain. Cheers, boys. Brilliant. Thanks very much for having me. Cheers from Greg. Cheers, guys. Been a pleasure. Uh, and goodbye from me. We're all off to sit about, drink heavily, and pine for the days when these sort of things happened. I'm going for a run, tell the chairman. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep.